Nancy Pelosi may be skipping church in the future. Hopefully, Joe Biden will be skipping it too. A Democrat in Oklahoma has a great solution for dealing with outlawing the abortion in Oklahoma. And Elon Musk's saga takes a very expected turn. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Now, I have to ask a question. Have politicians always been this stupid? Or have they just gotten that way over the last few years? Because I, 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 now I didn't follow politics a lot in the 90s and 80s. I mean, I did follow, but I don't remember Reagan or Clinton or Bush, even Jimmy Carter. I, I don't remember him being this stupid as they are today. Quite honestly, I don't remember my politicians back then actually having the kind of power they have. And it seems like you have to be an actor and an idiot in order to gain all this power these guys have. Well, here's Kamala Harris proving my point. Uh, She's at a climate conference. Again, the Kamala-isms keep coming. And they're going to keep coming because they want Kamala to speak more. They want Joe Biden to speak more. Um... AOC's just an idiot. We'll get to her in a second. But here's Kamala Harris at a climate conference, and she goes off on a tangent about school buses and how the yellow school buses are going to be electric. Yeah, apparently this is something that really gets her goat. So let's listen to her. And so I think about this subject of our yellow school buses in that regard. Because think about it, yellow school buses are our nation's largest form of mass transit. How about that? Every day. So yes, and let's applaud because they get somewhere they need to go. (laughs) And every day, then think about this in terms of the numbers. Every day in our country, more than 25 million children ride to and from school on our nation's fleet of school buses. Every day. Now... (laughs) This isn't really a Kamala-ism. The, the question that... I, the reason I played this is she seems so excited about school buses and school buses taking the kids to school. Every day, mind you. A- every day. And she thinks about this. This is really important to her. And she's excited. She's laughing about it. This has got to be a completely off-the-cuff thing. I mean, I'm sure the teleprompter didn't even bring any of this up. But, you know, maybe she shouldn't be thinking about the school buses in such a deep and philosophic way. I mean, maybe she should spend more time thinking about the border crisis, which, by the way, she was in charge of. Or maybe the baby formula crisis. Or maybe the inflation crisis. Or maybe the rising gas prices. prices. Or maybe the oncoming uh, recession. Or maybe the crashing stock market. Maybe she should be thinking about something like that. And you know what? We let's, let's accept the miracle that is the yellow school bus and that they're going to be electric. Let's, of course, in California, you're, you're not going to be able to charge them because we're going to have brownouts and stuff over the summer. So, I mean, there's that. But outside of that, I mean, 
maybe we should not be thinking about the yellow, the miracle that is the yellow school bus. But anyway, here's another genius, AOC. AOC, you know, since this whole abortion thing came in, AOC's basically kind of kept herself off of Instagram, which I, I think after something like this, she really needs to do more of is stay off of Instagram because she just makes her seem more like an idiot every time she says something. And she succeeds here. I mean, I, you've got to wonder, does she actually do this on purpose? Is she really this stupid or is this kind of a show, an act? I don't know. So let's listen to her talk about uh, abortion and how wrong it is and or how wrong it is to get rid of Roe versus Wade. This is great. Listen. For people who say, oh, but you're, you know, you're you're harming a life. I believe this is life. Well, some religions don't. So how about that? Our Jewish brothers and, and sisters, they are able to have an abortion according to their faith. You know, there are so many faiths that do not have the same definition of life as fundamentalist Christians. And so we how what about their rights? What about their right to exercise their faith? It's ridiculous. And it is it's it is theocratic. It's authoritarian. It is wrong. I g well, here, here's this is this is what the Dems do all the time. First off, scientifically, it states that the child is. I think it's six days after conception that the child has its own DNA, and therefore it is a separate human being than the mother and the father. That it the baby has the DNA of the mother, the DNA of, of the father, but not the DNA of both. It has its own. DNA, DNA. So it's actually science that says that. It's not religion. And this is something they also do. They, instead of actually making a good argument, they attack religion. I mean, because let's face it, they see religion as a, as, you know, witchcraft, superstition, things like that. Um, you can debate me about abortion, and I will never mention Catholicism or religion or God. I, I won't mention any of that, that stuff. The reason I won't mention any of that stuff, one, I don't really need it to debate uh, to debate abortion. And two, because if you're not religious, then that argument is irrelevant. But it's always the Democrats that sit there and start screaming about religion and stuff like that. And most anti-abortion people don't actually argue religion. So it's kind of a weird thing. And, and, and by the way, um, Jews do not support abortion. You may have the liberal Jew out there, that they're, they're, but they're not really Jewish. Orthodox Jewish Judaism does not support abortion. They're very much against abortion. So I don't know what she's talking about. There is no Jew, no Orthodox Jew, and no Catholic like myself that believes abortion is okay. By the way, um, Muslims do not believe in abortion. I live with Muslims. They are very anti-abortion. There is no major religion out there that believes in abortion. Sorry, AOC, you're just wrong. But she does sound intel intelligent. I mean, she did throw authoritarianism and theocratic. She did throw use those big, big, big words. 
So, you know, the first time she uh, weighs in on abortion and she makes a complete ass out of herself, which is about par for the course. Well, I, I got to tell you, it's about time. Okay, according to Fox News, San Francisco Archbishop Salvador Cordleone announced Friday that the white the House Speaker, Nancy Pelosi, is barred from receiving Holy Communion due to her pro-abortion pro, uh, stance marking an escal escalation in the decades-long tension between the Roman Catholic Church and liberal Democratic politicians on abortion. It's about time. The, the church has been talking about this for ages, and they never did anything about it. Well, finally, the San Francisco, the San Francisco archbishop has finally said, you know what, screw it, she's out. She's out. So he wrote her a letter. I'm going to give you a couple of, of areas in this letter. So he wrote her this letter. Uh, it's posted online. You go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. You can actually go to the letter. It, first thing it states, this fundamental moral truth has consequences for Catholics and how they live their lives, especially those entrusted with promoting and protecting the public good of society. Pope St. John Paul II was also quite consistent in upholding the constant teaching of the church. Uh, and frequently reminded us that, quote, those who are directly involved in lawmaking bodies have a grave and clear obligation to oppose any law that attacks human life. For them, as for every Catholic, it is impossible to promote such laws or to vote for them. Uh, CF, and then it, it gives a reference to that quote. A Catholic legislator who supports procured abortion after knowing the teaching of the church commits a manifestly grave sin, which is a cause of the most serious scandal to others. Therefore, universal church law prov provides that such persons, quote, are not admitted to Holy Communion. That's the Code of Canon Law, uh, Canon 915. This is absolutely correct. Now, I, I find it disturbing that he has to quote John Paul II. I, technically, he could have quoted... Uh, he could have quoted Pope Benedict, but Pope Benedict said the same thing. This is why I can't stand Pope Francis. Pope Francis, he said the same thing. He has actually said that you know abortion is bad. It, it can't be allowed. But Pope Francis isn't doing much about it. The reality is abortion is becoming legalized throughout the world right now. It is now legal in certain South American countries, and South America is hugely Catholic. And you would think Saint Fran uh, Pope Francis, who is South American, Brazilian, I believe, you would think, or no, Argentinian, I believe he is. I, I can't remember. I don't care. I don't like the guy. But you, he would actually say something and weigh more heavily into this than he is. But it, he's absolutely correct. So later he writes, As you have not publicly repudiated your position on abortion and continue to refer to your Catholic faith justifying your position and to receive Holy Communion, that time has come. Therefore, the light of my responsibility as Archbishop of San Francisco to be, quote, concerned for all Christian faith entrusted to my care, end quote, and that's according to Canon Law 383, Section 1, by means this communication, I am hereby notifying you that you are not to present yourself for Holy Communion, and, should you do so, you are not to be admitted to Holy Communion until such time as you publicly repudiate your advocacy for the legitimacy of abortion and confess and receive absolution of this grave sin in the sacrament of penance. 
Now, and he concludes the letter by saying, I also ask you of ask all of the faithful and archdiocese of San Francisco to pray for all our legislatures, especially Catholic legislatures, who promote procured abortion, with that with the help and under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, they may undergo a conversion of heart in this most grave matter in human life, may be protected and fostered in every stage and condition of life. Now, here, here's the thing, and of course, the left is going nuts. Uh, I think the San Francisco Chronicle asked, uh, was saying that he should be removed from the archbishopship, which that's not a thing. <laughs> that only the Pope could do that. And they are lying about what the Pope said about abortion. Uh, pope Francis has been anti-abortion from the get-go. He's, he's, I don't think he's saying enough about it, but he's always been anti-abortion. And to be honest with you, because you cannot be pro-abortion in Catholic, I'm a, I think this doesn't go far enough. Yeah, it's bad if you can't take communion. It's really bad. And I think this is going to start a, a avalanche of churches that are actually going to say, don't be shocked if Joe Biden is not allowed to take communion soon. Because of the, I mean, these guys have a belief now that you can have a abortion, you know, when the kid's four years old. So this is, I, I have a feeling there is going to be an avalanche of advocacy like this from the church. But the reality of the matter is because there is no relationship at all between abortion and Catholicism. I mean, they are mutually exclusive things. You cannot be a Catholic and be pro-abortion. You, you just can't. You're Maybe you're Christian, but most Christian religions don't believe in abortion either. I mean, Jesus Christ talks about the, the need to protect children. And by the way, for the Catholic religion... This isn't something that came up since 1973. Catholic religion has been against abortion or harming of children for 2,000 years. So this isn't something that's gone away, that just got here. But like I said, I, I, I really would wish that Pope Francis would weigh in a little bit because I think things in the United States are getting a little bit crazy. All right, but here's, here's, this is great. This is a great story. A Democrat in Oklahoma uh, has decided he's going to fight back against his state. Now, Oklahoma is a Bible Belt state, and Oklahoma is waiting for Roe versus Wade to be overturned because Oklahoma wants to overturn abortion. They want to completely ban it. I believe there are, I want to say, seven states right now, and they're all Bible Belt states, that want to completely ban abortion. Some states like Florida, I think uh, Tennessee are another couple. They they would like to take a more um, ginger approach to it. Uh, just you know, take take it as a step thing. Florida doesn't want to eliminate abortion altogether, but they do want to put some severe limits to it on the path to eliminating it. But this guy in Oklahoma, this Democrat in Oklahoma, he has a great idea. So according to the Daily Wire, at a meeting of the Oklahoma State Legislature Friday, Democratic Rep. Mickey Dollins suggested that members of the leg legislature who supported the abortion law, House Bill 4327, should consider another bill he planned to introduce, which would mandate that young men in the state receive a, a vasectomy once they reach puberty that could only be reversed when they are 
quote, deemed financially and emotionally responsible. He tweeted this too. He said, uh, he tweeted, quote, one of my fellow legislators plans to introduce a bill, HB 4327, that would define life as a moment of fertilization, making it a homicide to abort even a small cluster of cells. What if we take it further and mandate that every male has to have a vasectomy until they are deemed financially and emotionally responsible? Well, I mean, one of the problems with that is um, if you've ever gone to a doctor and talked about vasectomies, yeah, they're not really reversible. They say they can be reversed, but th there's a very good chance they, it's not going to work. And you can get a vasectomy for like $400 right now, but reversing it costs you about $10,000. So there are a couple problems with his reasoning here. Or call the use of condoms premeditated murder. Um, again, uh, preventing pregnancy is not quite the same thing as killing someone who killing a baby who has already been conceived. This is what the left has a tendency of doing. They conflate the issues. They cross lines. And the big problem they have is the line crossing that this guy is doing has nothing, they really are not related at all. Man's natural, uh, natural physiological reason is to get somebody pregnant. It is natural for a man to get someone pregnant. So doing a vasectomy is actually unnatural. It is natural for a woman to get pregnant. And it is by nature that that child is a separate human being at conception. That's nature. Abortion, again, is unnatural. It's stopping nature. See how he conflates all this stuff? I mean, it's it's. I mean, he's he's obviously an idiot. So, and he's a you know little known guy. So he's not going in. He's that's going to go nowhere, especially Oklahoma, really. All right. So this Elon Musk saga continues. I know I don't talk too much about it because I just like to watch it. But something happened that we kind of knew was going to happen, and. Um, well, let's talk about it. So, Twitter exploded when Elon Musk said he was going to buy it and he was going to push for free speech. Elon Musk said he was going to open up. He's going to say what was wrong with Twitter. He was going to expose the algorithms he, he did. He was going to expose all of Twitter's dirty little secrets. Well, one of the dirty little secrets apparently he exposed is that Five, not 5% 5 of the Twitter accounts are bots and spam accounts, but between 20 and 30% are bots and spam accounts. And that this is actually going to put the whole sale in doubt. Now, Twitter knows that this would, the Twitter board knows this will destroy Twitter. So they're already saying, no, no, we're going to hold Musk to buying Twitter. The problem is, if 20 to 30% of the accounts on Twitter are bots, that lowers the value substantially of Twitter. So one of the things Musk might be doing is trying to get Twitter cheaper. And they're talking, it, it would probably cut about $8 billion off of the deal. So Musk said he's putting everything on hold until they, they investigate what's going on. And Musk 
then, oh, but he said he's going to continue on. He's still going to push and try and buy it. And and Musk is is making changes over there. He's not physically doing it yet, but Twitter is. Twitter just fired two of their main managers last week. Two of them. They're gone. Elon Musk has already said he is going to take the reins of Twitter. He is going to be the CEO of Twitter until Twitter goes private. Well, there goes that uh, there goes that Indian guy who doesn't believe in uh, in free speech. Don't be too shocked if you see someone else take over as CEO. Uh, maybe um, the former CEO of Twitter who likes what Elon Musk is doing. Musk has also said, be prepared, he's going to fire tens of thousands of employees. And by the way, he should. He should fire them all and just start all over. Florida and Texas are already courting Musk to move to their states, move Twitter to one of those states, which wouldn't be a shock because Tesla is in, I think, the main offices and a couple of their... uh, a couple of Teslas and SpaceX's factories are actually in Texas right now. They did move from California to Texas because they couldn't afford the, the state. This week, or last week, he made the big, big announcement that he was going to start voting Republican because Democrats, which used to be the party of love and support, has become the party of hate. And he said, you just wait. Something is going to end up happening. They're going to, I'm, the scandals are going to be coming. It took 24 hours for the first scandal to come out. And of course, it was a sexual harassment claim. What a shock. Less than 24 hours after he said he was coming out as a Republican. Now, here's the story. Um, this happened like six years ago. I think it was like two, 2017 where a woman claimed that he that Musk offered her a horse in exchange for a sensual massage, and then apparently he showed his penis. By the way, that gal who made that claim didn't actually make the claim. It was the friend of the gal that made the claim. So right off the bat, this claim that we're hearing about is already kind of a big question mark because it's not even coming from the woman who made the claim herself. The woman, they, they said that the woman got $250,000 from Musk for this little soiree. Again, there are some problems with that too. First off, that can't be sure. No one's really sure if that actually happened. And second off, if this gal actually had a reasonable claim, 250000 is all she got? I mean, the guy's worth $200 billion. She couldn't have gotten more than that. So right off the bat, it, it looks like if he did pay this gal off, and that's a big if, um, he just paid her to get him, get her out of there. That I mean, it was just, yeah, here's 250000 go away. That, that, that wasn't going to go to court. This wasn't going to do anything. But again, we don't know what happened. We don't know if any of this ever happened because the gal who supposedly this happened to had to sign a non-disclosure if that happened, and we don't know if that happened. We, we have no idea if it happened. And I've got, I, you know, I'm sorry. I, it could have. I believe it probably happened, but I don't really care because you can't trust these people because everyone knew this was going to happen. Well, the woman 
through the other woman, said that she could describe the tattoos and scars and, and, and markings on Musk's penis. Well, per Elon Musk, God, I love this guy. He took it exactly as he could have expected. He said the whole thing never happened. It wasn't true. He said the gal who is made that claim, we don't he didn't even mention if he had paid her off or not. The woman who made that claim was an actress that she wanted to be an actress. She was a lousy worker. He basically let her go and then she accused. That would make sense. Um, he challenged, he, then he went, he went out and he did the pure Elon Musk thing. He challenged a woman to describe his penis public, publicly. He actually said, oh, she can describe my penis. Okay. Well, it didn't happen. And if it did happen, she can, she can go and describe it. Tell me about those tattoos, those markings, those scars. Of course, crickets. Then he did something. He made a joke about it. He said, this is great, and he said, we should call it <laughs> typical, pe- this is actually a clever penis joke, we should call it Elon Gate. <laughs> wow. Uh, you, know, you know what the left isn't understanding? Their BS isn't working anymore. We all know what they're going to do before they do it. And, and, and they're not even hiding it. I mean, less than 24 hours, this accusation comes out. And this accusation is six, seven years old. They'll just scream sexist, racist, bigot, and a variety of phobes. And nobody wants to hear this crap anymore. No one cares. All right, well, it looks like Netflix is really going all in on this anti-woke thing. And, you know, they should. It's not because they're suddenly not woke anymore. It's because uh, they're getting the crap kicked out of them. Um, they have lost 200,000 subscribers in the first, first quarter of 2022. That is the first time in 10 years that they did not gain subscribers in a quarter. And then they did this. According to New York Post, Netflix is... Can- and last week, you remember, last week they said, hey, wokesters... You guys were keeping Dave Chappelle, were keeping what you might deem as dangerous or harmful. If you don't like it, kick bricks. Go find somebody else to work for. They said that. Well, now they're doing this thing. This is amazing. Netflix is canceling several animated projects, including Ibram X. Kendi's film, Anti-Racist Baby, as the streaming service has been forced to cut costs and lay off workers due to dwindling, dwindling subscriber numbers. Do you know why they probably cut Ibram X. Kendi's film, Anti-Racist Baby? Because, I mean, this was a series of cartoons. I, do you think anyone actually watched that? I, do you think parents, whether you're a parent, you're a black parent or a white parent, do you really want your kids being exposed to how racist they are? Anyway, continuing, Anna DuVernay's animated project Wings of Fire has also been given the axe. There we go, according to Variety, which cited sources as saying that the decision was creative rather than financial. You know why? No one's watching it. Netflix recently announced that it was laying off 150 workers or 2% of its workforce after earnings reports for the first quarter of this year. Now, I have to read you, Anti-Racist Baby, because 
it is as stupid as it sounds. It really is a bad, bad book. And he is obviously teaching based off an agenda because he has how to teach anti-racism at the end of the book for parents and for teachers. By the way, every anytime you hear critical race theory is not being taught in schools, I'll just refer you to what the left has been saying. Because every it, we look at this, they're teaching critical race theory in schools. All right. So, but I, I, I can't believe Netflix actually bought this crap from uh, from Ibram X. Kendi. I mean, you I think they made something like seven shows or eight cartoons on how to be an anti-racist. I mean, really, you could come up with seven, eight shows off a 30-page book? Listen, I, Netflix, they're, they're getting it. So is Disney, by the way. Disney has taken it in the butt. Schick has taken it in the butt. McDonald's has taken it in the butt. Coca-Cola has taken it in the butt. You know why? Because if you go woke, you go broke. Because people don't go for this crap. They're getting tired of it. I'm telling you. Speaking of going woke, in our last story, um, Scooby-Doo is going woke. It's just kind of weird, though. Um, there's going to be a new Scooby-Doo cartoon on um, on HBO Max, except something's going to be missing. It's going to be Scooby-Doo. They're still going to have the, the human characters. They're going to have Velma... Fred, Shaggy, and Daphne, right? But they're not going to have Scooby-Doo. Now, I don't know. Maybe I'm way off here, but the the 1969 TV show was called Scooby-Doo and Friends. And the main attraction, the reason I liked the show, was of the dog. I liked the dog. Now you're going to make an adult version of Scooby-Doo without Scooby-Doo. And by the way, the van... If you remember Scooby-Doo at all, go take a look at it on, on YouTube. They've got a couple up there. Yeah, the van's gone too. So so they're going to have Velma, Fred, Shaggy, and Daphne. Well, Mindy Kaling, who is producing this, and she's a comedian and actress, so she's also going to produce this. She said, the big shock here is that Velma is going to be South Asian. Okay. So, and she said that Velma is going to be South Asian and she doesn't care what anyone thinks. Okay, can, can I give you something? There are two things about that. Three things about this whole thing. One, her not caring about what everyone thinks is why Hollywood can't seem to produce a movie anyone wants to see. You know, I, I wouldn't think that, first off, she see, does seem to care what people think. The reason she seems to care what people think is because she has to tell you she doesn't, that there is going to be a South Asian Velma, and she doesn't care what you think. Well, why, if you didn't care why you think, why are you even mentioning it? And by the way, here's a new slash. Nobody cares. Nobody really cares. Do you know what we care about? We care about that Scooby-Doo isn't going to be in the freaking show. Because Scooby-Doo and Shaggy were a great tag team. They were a great pair. They made the show worthwhile. In the 20 minutes they had those cartoons, Shaggy and Scooby-Doo were in probably 15 minutes of it. 
and Scooby-Doo was so popular, they added another dog, Scooby-Doo's nephew, Scrappy-Doo. So apparently the dog was real popular and you, you've decided to eliminate the dog. Oh yeah, and then you put a South Asian woman to act as Thelma. And by the way, it's a cartoon, so you could put anyone there. What, what difference does it make? Oh, these people don't get it. So they're, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna post maybe 10 episodes. I'm sure they say they're gonna post 10 episodes. Uh, I would be absolutely shocked if anybody sees it. It's supposed to be an adult comedy and knowing Mindy Kaling, cause I like her. I liked her in the Mindy project. I like her in a lot of the movies she's done. Uh, if you don't know who she is, she was the Indian gal in um, uh, the forty-year-old virgin. I thought I think she's a funny gal, but yeah, I got a feeling this isn't going to be a funny show. It's kind of like how Seth Rogen got really boring really fast when he got really woke. But that's what's happening with these people. Okay, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Uh, Go take a look at the video I put up. I put up a video last week at on Rumble. Uh, I also will be working on Anti-Racist Baby, reading it to you as another video, and then discussing that. Hope you guys have a great day. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>